Hey everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sacred Resistance Podcast. This is episode number 40, the big 4-0. Uh, today we had on George Duclius from Jabless Jobs. He's awesome. Yeah, he's great. He's really cool. So if you haven't heard of Jabless Jobs, I highly recommend uh, going to their website right now. And I will link that in our show notes, their website, their social media. If you are someone who... Are, has lost your job or are losing your job, you need to go look up this company because they are saving the saving world. The, or if you're an employer, <laughs> yeah. Employers or employees who are looking for um, work or workers who uh, are pro-freedom. and uh, Freedom of choice. Freedom of choice, yeah. It's a great service. Awesome service. <laughs> and um, after our podcast, I just sent George a little email thanking him for what him and his team are doing because we have kids yeah and i'm always thinking about their future and what this world is looking like right now and it can get pretty pretty heavy and dark some days but when i hear of companies like this and people that are doing this work that are doing awesome work um, it gives me a little a lot more hope for the kids future and freedom in their future yeah freedom freedom of choice and that's what this is all about yeah, so George is a lovely human being. Um, it was great talking with him and learning a little bit about what his background is and where he came from and um, what Jobless Jobs is. So I highly recommend this episode. Uh, right now, he's in BC, but this is across Canada, what he's doing and mm-hmm. what, what Jobless Jobs is creating for BC. But I can see this happening like worldwide and I'm sure there's other companies out there in the states that are doing similar work Um, but yeah George and Jabless job team thank you for what you're doing you really are um, a silver lining in all of this and I know you guys got caught in the crossroads and had to lose your job so thank you for creating a safe space for people yeah and so if you can somehow show your support to george uh show the world your support for george because this needs to remain yeah please share this episode with uh friends colleagues anybody who is uh getting forced to to co- coerced into getting an experimental job that yeah. they didn't want there is other opportunities out there yeah. and there are employers out there that want you that need you that love you regardless yeah. of your choice if you're presented by your employer with an ultimatum that your livelihood is now on the line you need to get a jab or go there are other options for you and this is where you should look before yeah. you roll up your sleeve and acquiesce and regret something for the rest of your life Yeah. So again, George, thank you for um, coming on the podcast with us today. We really enjoyed talking to you and we can just tell that you are a solid man. Good people. uh, Yeah. We, we, we love what you guys are doing. Yeah. So go jobless jobs. You keep on going. (laughs) We love you. And if you're listening to this, you are the resistance. The sacred resistance. Hey guys, before we get on to our interview with our podcast guest, I just wanted to interject here a little bit about our clothing line that we have launched. I know we've been talking about this for a long time, but I just wanted to remind you guys that it is up and running. We have anything from men's to women's to clothing for little kids and babies, all sorts of gear to represent sacred resistance and things that say, like, my parents call the shots for little kids t-shirts and whatnot so check us out yeah yeah uh represent put on some put on some swag and represent show the world what you think 
we'll put the link to it in the show notes. So, um, yeah, thanks for thanks for being here with us. Yeah, we love you all. Here we are with George from Jobless Jobs. It's yeah, a bit Jabless of a Jobs. tongue twister at first. George, thanks for being here. Uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. It's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. You're doing uh, you're doing a great thing. Amazing. Um, thank you. Yeah. So tell us all about it. What's what's Jabless Jobs? We're uh, a non-discriminatory employment service. You know, to sum it up, it's just like an employment service you'd have found before 2020. Um, the world changed and we're just doing what's normal. We're just yeah. helping people get employed without asking that dreaded question. I love that. I love that. Okay. Um, I've listened to a couple of the other podcasts that you've been on. And um, mm -hmm. one of the things that you said was like, you had to do this out of necessity because you like many people that were being faced with uh, discrimination and you were the manager and didn't want to be requiring that of the, the people that you worked with. Yeah, having to enforce it on someone, not yeah. only having it enforced on me, but having having to enforce it on someone. I didn't want to be in that position. I mean, I, I wasn't even willing to have it enforced on me. I was going to, you know, tastefully rebel against it, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. and my own form of sacred resistance. And yeah. um, and uh, to think about, you know, the thought about having to enforce it on a crew, I just was like not not going to be doing that like yeah. it did. It, it, I could wrestle with the thought about myself, but having to enforce it on others, that was just, just, I decided right there, I'm giving it my notice. Like, I ain't going to do this. Because you have a conscience. And I think so many people have turned that off during the last two years because we've been, a lot of people have been brainwashed to think that getting this is what's right and how we're going to save grandma, not thinking about the, the complications of the possible side or the side effects of this uh, experimental job yeah and you know um early in 2021 i was excited to hear about the rollout of a vaccine um i was very optimistic i i uh, i was questioning the narrative of all the COVID stuff mm -hmm. and i was getting concerned for small business and and for kids in canada um but the thought of a vaccine coming along that could help us was comforting. I've, I've, I've been on that side of this. I, I considered it. Um, and when I, when it, you know, July of 2021, I went, I, by that time I was thinking, okay, well, I don't pose a risk to filling up a hospital bed. Yeah. I don't, um, I, I exercise often. I intermittent fast. Um, I'm a low risk of dying from COVID. So personally, I wasn't scared. I don't come into contact with elderly people very much. I was living alone at the time. And uh, I was a low risk to society. And it was a low risk for me regarding all the COVID and the data that had you know, been accumulated up until then. Um, I knew that. I, I was confident in that. What I didn't know is what the jab would do to me. Right. So my, my, uh, my, where I was sitting in July of 2021 was that I'm going to wait until 2023. I want to see two full Canadian winters come and go. And in July of 2023, I won't take it. I'll decide then I'll right. make a decision right. then, you know, right. that, that was what I said. I, I want to see two winters go and, right. and then they'll know. And uh, I'm glad I made that decision. 
No doubt. No doubt. So you're a person that was not on either side of the argument. You just wanted to see a trial, an actual experimental trial. Yeah. And and I I mean, the the narrative of uh, taking up a hospital bed, filling up space in the hospitals, um, I took that very seriously. Yeah. I mean, I really did not want to be that person in a hospital who, you know, caused someone else to not get a heart surgery or something that 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 was on my mind a lot. Um, I mean, and sure, we can criticize the Medicare and, uh, you know, not putting enough money into creating more beds. And there's a lot of room for that argument. But I had to just look, look at what was going on and what's available and just what's real and what's what's present and what can I work with and uh that's when I just went I'm a low risk for that uh so I made that decision um I I also was attending rallies as early as um you know a year ago I I went to my first rally a year ago today it's April 2nd 2022 right now uh here in Vancouver and and uh that was for saving small businesses in BC and uh I I I really was that uh, willing to get behind that you know that concern about saving small business also i was concerned for kids going through all the restrictions at schools and stuff i I just want i don't have kids but i was really concerned about the youth of canada and and small businesses so i that was raising some red flags for me but i wasn't uh you know ever going down some rabbit hole and, and looking i wasn't going online looking for information to satisfy my decision Right, right. Right. Wow. Um, Crazy. So what you created, though, has become, it, it kind of just took off really fast. Because I remember when you first started, I started following you. Gosh, as soon as I saw it come up, I forget how I found you guys, but it maybe somebody posted it. And I was like, this is amazing. Because I personally knew so many people who were having to um, either quit their job early or were getting fired. And I was like, how is this okay? And nurses, nurses, we already had a short staff in the hospitals as it was. And now nurses are who worked through the whole pandemic were getting fired and let go. And it just didn't make any sense to me. So when your stuff came up, um, the jobless jobs on Instagram, I'm like, this is brilliant. And I, even now with the mandate supposedly changing this month, I think that it's going to be something that you can go forward with. And it's and like, same with the restaurants, the restaurants that are, that were discriminating. And then there's restaurants that chose not to discriminate and they just made it work. I don't want to go support those other restaurants still. I want to support the ones that, that fought for our rights and the ones that, that stood up to the tyranny because the ones that took the fines and put them in the stack of fines and just kept putting them in the stack of yeah. fines and stayed open. And the ones that, the ones that, um, are on this side of history, like you guys. So I think what you're doing is, is going to move forward and you guys are on the right side of history and you're helping so many people out. Well, we're in a unique situation. Um, you know, we, we certainly have built some brand loyalty, uh, a, a level of brand loyalty that you couldn't buy. Um, you know, I, I found myself in a unique situation where I got one foot in the resistance movement and another foot in the business world. Yeah. Um, and I have to, you know, consider both, uh, one is my base and the other is my future. Um, you know, and they're, they're both, uh, they're both 
intertwined in my world right now. They're both, you know, it can be a blurry line. Yeah, for um, sure. You can find yourself but, in a in a situation like depending on how how big this blows up, like GoFundMe, right? All of a sudden, you're you're at a crossroads. Well, we're not doing anything illegal, um, and right. I'm, I'm I'm sure a lot of the people in Ottawa were not either. Um, exactly. But uh, but you know what, what we're doing is just offering a choice for people who don't enforce. Um, you know, so there's a lot of businesses and industries that aren't mandated to to ask that question. And there is a lot of those a lot of businesses within those industries that are enforcing and asking that question. Yeah. And they're, they're doing it out of social pressure. They're doing it out of, uh, you know, that believe in the narrative uh, for whatever reason they're doing it. Um, really, it's none of my business. They can go ahead and do that. I don't care. What I'm doing is giving people who don't ask that question an avenue to either find staff or find work. Right. So there's a lot of businesses that are not in, not obliged to, you know, by the government to enforce this, but are anyway. I was in an industry in the, in the summer when I was in that management position. Uh, that, that, that business was not enforced in any way. They, they had no reason to enforce a mandate. My employer just was someone who had gone COVID crazy. Wow. Right. So wow. did you guys, did it come to a head between you and him? Was it, uh, did it get ugly? No, um, that was me uh, avoiding that. Um, I, 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 he's an old friend, okay. the, the owner of that business. I, I'd known him since kindergarten. Um, we go way back. So I, I didn't want to burn a bridge or, or, you know, I, I didn't want to create an us and them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he want to have that situation. Uh, but I, I just had to tell him that, you know, this is medical discrimination and I can't be a part of it. Yeah. You're welcome to do with your business, whatever, whatever you want. But, you, you know, it's an open market and I, I believe in that. So I'm going to find a job that doesn't discriminate. Wow. You take the high road. Takes balls, man. Way to take that leap. Yeah. Well, and I gave him a month's notice. Uh, because I knew they were short-staffed and they had a lot of work coming up. So that was the end of August of last year. And I, I told them, uh, you, you, you got me until the end of September, you know, hard feelings. Let's just, you know, let me just help you out and finish up what you need from me. And, you know, they'd put some time and training for me already. And I care about small businesses. I didn't want to just, you know, damage his business. Yeah, and, and the crew, right? All, there's a lot of people there in that business that are depending on their income for their family and stuff. So yeah. I didn't want to damage it. Totally. Um, so what ended up happening was uh, a few days later, I think it was the second of September. I uh, I got an email from the general manager telling me there's a shortage of work. We we just won't need you anymore. Wow. But I, I, knew, I knew it was a load of crap. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then you, you started, your mind started percolating and you started trying to figure out what you were going to do. And then that's when jobless jobs, the creation of jobless jobs happened, right? Well, well, jobless jobs started a little bit earlier. You okay. see, um, this employer started putting pressure on me right from the hop, right in early August when I started working for him. Um, and because he was an old friend, we had met up in July and we'd already had the talk. He, he knew where I stood and he still hired me. Figure, I figured that he knew where I stood. So it's not not an issue. Yeah. It's not, a, not in a mandated industry. You know, the sector of work we were doing was not coming down the pipeline to be mandated. So I'm good. Um, I'll take the job. 
I'm good. But right on the first day of training, he started putting the pressure on me. And and then, uh, you know, towards the end of August, the general manager sent out a message to everyone saying, everyone's going to have to be vaccinated in this business. If you're not, you're going to have restrictions. I was like, I I don't even want to find out what those restrictions are. Yeah, I was going to say, what kind of restrictions? Like COVID I'm not sure. Isolated in a corner with a mask by yourself and a dunce cap on or something like that. Yeah, it's like uh, what what it was going to do is going to divide the team. Exactly. Yeah. That's those people and we're we're the other people. Yeah, exactly. uh, That's discrimination. Uh, I didn't want to be a part of that. Yeah, especially as a manager. So I started working as a team leader. Yeah, I, I just couldn't get my head around that and wasn't willing to try. Um, yeah. yeah. So I had started jobless jobs uh, about a week, uh, about a week before I got my final notice and a few days before I gave in my notice. So jobless jobs blew up that first morning on uh, August 24th. I, it blew up and um, that gave me, a, you know, admittedly, it gave me a lot of confidence to just say there's, there's a, there's things out there for me. There's a lot of people. Uh, so out there I'm going to get in need of this. Yeah, you know, and I, and I and I I experienced that feeling of just like, whoa, look at how many people are here. Look at how many people are coming here. Mm-hmm. The first morning we went from 18 subscribers to 400 by noon on Telegram. Nice. Yeah. Um, and we had three jobs. I had three jobs on there already that first day. And uh, I just knew like I'm not on my own here. So that that whole experience gave me a lot of hope and optimism that there's a lot of Canadians that are on the same side of history as me. And I, I've witnessed that jobless jobs do that for countless people since that day. It's just gone on. It hasn't stopped. Wow. So you're in BC, but it's gone all the way like to the East Coast, jobless jobs. Do you have, how, how did that happen? That's the beauty, I guess, of online. Well, it, it was designed based on solving a problem, really. Like I, I, I wanted a job I could take a bus to. And I'd found other groups on Telegram that were doing similar things. They had names of their groups that, you know, matched my my needs, you know, to find a job from someone who's not going to ask. Yeah. But th- those groups would evolve into, uh, you know, a, a discussion forum. Right. There was a lot of noisy information on there. Um, and that's that's fine and all. Um you know, there's certainly a place and time for a discussion forum and sharing information. But when you're looking for a job, you can take a bus to, um, you don't want all that noise. Mm -hmm. So I wanted, uh, I I created it for Vancouver. The first one was Vancouver. Uh, It was jobless jobs, Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was so that I can find jobs in Vancouver. That was all I wanted to do. I just wanted to find a job for myself in Vancouver and then just close up the Telegram channel once I found a full-time job. And uh, th- that concept really worked because I found a problem on Telegram. I created a channel rather than a group. So that way people could not post on there. They'd have to come through me to post. Right. So then when I realized that I, I get to choose what goes on this channel and people are coming to it and looking at it, then I had the opportunity to vet the jobs. I had the opportunity to, you know, reject certain jobs, and I did, and I have, and we still do. Um, and that that really gave me also the opportunity to uh, form and mold a brand 
uh, a look, you know, um, uh, an early partner. Uh, she made the first logo and it had yellow on it. And that came out of the legacy of the Safe Small Business BC movement, um, who she, she was involved with that. Um, and so there was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a brand forming, a look. And then another partner who's our IT guy now, uh, he put together the JJ logo. And then I asked for a few specifics on it. And then, you know, we had this. And then I started using my name. I started applying my name to it. Like my, hi everyone, I'm George from Jobless Jobs. Because all the other groups I'd seen, um, they were just anonymous. They were just, yeah, you know, very, yeah. very careful and quiet uh, and, and being, um, and being anonymous as an admin, you know, it'd be yeah, like some yeah. bot or something. And, um, or, you know, they wouldn't show their face. And I just thought, well, I, I could be, a I, I'm not afraid of anything here. I can just put my my name and my face behind this and people will know there's a real person here. So yeah. they can reach out to someone named George. Yeah. And that mattered to me. So there's real people here. There's a, a viewable brand, there's a logo. And that all came to be within a few weeks. And within the first week, really. And uh, in emailing with people back and forth, I was finding a lot of people having a terrible time and letting them know they're not alone and that, you know, stay in touch. We'll, we're, we're not going to forget about you. We're working for you. Uh, we're working hard and, and trust that we'll win this together. And, and in the discussions with people is where we started forming our, our, our talking points, our, our catchphrases and stuff, you know, um, we want to give you the option that, you know, really this type of thing means that the, the choice is yours. Yeah. So those are some of the words we use on our website. We'll win this together. And the choice is yours. That all came from out of just conversations with people over email. Yeah. yeah. So the, the brand formed rather organically. That's awesome. Which, yeah, it's fantastic. And how, do you know how many people you guys have helped get jobs from now? Not everyone tells us that they got employed from us. Not every employer comes back and tells us that they hired so-and-so and, -so and this, these many people. Uh, what we know of now is it's over 200 people. Wow. We've, we've staffed over 200 people. Nice. That's awesome. Like think of yeah. how many lives you've helped. That's, that's really great. It's so awesome. And that's one of the... Yeah. The the one of the best things I think that came out of all of this is people like you and people like us were like we're finding things that really light us on fire and and helping each other because we, like there's so many people I know that had to quit their nursing job and now they're pursuing like their dream of being a writer and mm -hmm. like yeah there was crappy things that happened but there's always a silver lining and there are a lot of people who who don't want to discriminate and but we don't we don't know where to find them so now you've got this website that you can go to so you've got your website you've got instagram you've got telegram where else can people find you we're on twitter and facebook okay so basically all almost all social media platforms yeah i wanted to ask you about the anonymity like you mentioned other companies that did this they remain anonymous and there's no face to talk to what about the businesses like that's probably a big worry for the businesses. They don't want to like put an ad in the paper advertising that they're looking for unvaccinated people. So this is a way for them to kind of remain anonymous and gain employees without like smearing an ad on their front window saying we want unjabbed employees or whatever. They can kind of remain under the radar. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we offer an anonymous option. That was 
part of jobless jobs right from the beginning. Yeah. We wanted people to just find employment and I've turned down um, a lot of uh, a lot of jobs on the job board because I don't trust them. Right. Um, you know, so that is something I, I want a lot of our job seeker, all of our job seekers to know. And I think most of them know um, that we vet the jobs on there. So we do anonymous posts. And, but if we don't know who that post is coming from, we, we won't work with them. We won't post right. them. So you have to, to know able, the employer. Yeah, I have, I do. And I, we know who they are. If, if I don't, then Melissa does. We, right. nice. you know, we don't allow um, multi-level marketing. Yeah. We just, we, well, there's, there's probably some good in multi-level marketing, but yeah. we just have a lot of people right now that are very vulnerable for the, for the first time in their lives. Yeah, and definitely. They're feeling desperate to latch on to anything. I mean, I've had nurses, I've had, um, I've had just people with a lot of qualifications tell me they'll do anything. Yeah. And that's very true. They will. They'll do anything. They just need to put food on their tables. At this I don't point. want to present them with an opportunity that's going to cost them money. Right. Right. There's a lot of time for them to make a living. Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want them to feel like they have no other choice and they have to do this one thing that's going to cost them money. And then they're going to have to, you know, get more people on board and just, you know, be salespeople for finding people. Um, I, I just wasn't comfortable with multi-level marketing uh, and certainly not pyramid schemes. Yeah. So those, those are heavily, you know, if we suspect that they're a multi-level marketer, we just won't even go there. We just won't post That's them yeah. at all. I'm glad you filter those out because people that are trying to get back on their feet can be duped into investing their last, you know, their last basket of eggs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and if people want multi-level marketing, they can find that elsewhere. Yeah. You don't need yeah, to. They don't need us. Yeah. And I noticed too, like I'll get like the name of a company that like, we'll get this name of a company and it'll be, you know, Chris dot, you know, company name at Gmail. And it's like, well, if this is a company name and it's a Gmail account, that's a red flag. Yeah, know? that's true. So then I, I want to look into this company a little bit more and, and, okay, so this company is multi-level market. Wait a second. Okay. Some, some person named Maria at yahoo.com uh, is hiring salespeople and she's got no company name. And all I know is she's in Lillooet, British. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, okay. Uh, do we have a phone number? You know, okay. Yeah. She paid, you know, she paid to post on our, our job board but we're just going to wait. Uh, I have refunded people because their jobs don't suit our policies. Right. Uh, so we'll just look into, you know, get a, get her on the phone. Like, hey, hello, Maria, what's this job all about? I don't see yeah. a company name. Who are That's you? That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing that you guys do that. That's yeah. And yeah. You could very important. I think, yeah, it's very important because it's a vulnerable society, right? Definitely. Vulnerable, newly marginalized people that were, we're serving. They're my you, could, you could take their money if you were just in it for the money, but you're obviously in it for the right intentions and there to help people. So I think that's fantastic. How many people are on your team now? Uh, three in the core. We okay. Core, and we're, we're a small team. That's uh, we great. have, we have a lot on our plate. We can never yeah. do it fast enough, but we've, when we made a small team and focused on our roles, that's, 
since then we've had our our greatest periods of growth um we have a few people on the peripheral who are just like sales reps um and a, a resume builder right uh, who just sort of help us out that on a little bit of, on a few things you know um but but the core is three nice and do you find you're like insanely busy with with what you're doing oh i feel guilty when i watch a movie yeah <laughs> you know it's it's really hard like um i wake up early and I, I try to do a little bit of journaling and i do that with guilt as well like there's i mean there's a pile of emails i haven't responded to and i have to and yeah like it, it there's always something it's it's endless um no, it, it, been, yeah you're taking on a role like that and then you just wear it on your sleeve and in your heart and you know all day yeah it's it, i mean we have to remind each other to you know stop at some point yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely you do and i think it's it's nice that you don't have kids so that you can spend as much time doing what you do but it you don't you have to live your life too and not get burnt out because yeah. the burnout is real when you're working that often yeah uh, just you know we just we watched a movie last night and uh I didn't do anything before we started recording here other than just some journaling and made coffee. Well, but, uh, <laughs> well I, I, you know, I, I would often wake up at 6 AM and, and just start posting on social media and responding to people's messages or emailing someone in Toronto because they're yeah. three hours ahead. Yeah. Right. There's, there's always something I can right. find an excuse to do something at any yeah. hour. Yeah. Did you, uh, when you first got into this, did you uh, dive into the legal aspect of a whole, like I'm, I'm under the impression at this point that a lot of the fines and a lot of the mandates are illegal. They can't be doing this to small business, but they are anyways. Have you discovered or uncovered any, like any of that, like these fines and these, these, the things that the government is doing to business is illegal for them to be doing well, I, I truly believe that I'm not uh, a lawyer and certainly not a judge, but um, I, I just believe that, uh, you know, like my friend's company, he can enforce whatever he wants, illegal or not. I, I want him to have that choice as much as I disagree with it. So with this being a company and, and my employment service is, is my company, I can make whatever policies I want. Totally. Right. Absolutely. That's private business. It's your yeah. company. You don't have to serve somebody Ooh. if you don't want to, but the government's another story, like them enforcing laws on business when they don't have the grounds to do so. Like they're, they're completely overstepping their bounds. They're, they're, there's no emergency. Like they've, they've enacted emergency powers without the authority to right. do so. I, I just hate that, but yeah. I, I, I agree with that with you. Um, but I have no, I have no real, like, believe it or not, I, I have no real skin in that game. Um, you know, I, I, I've got this employment service that is just not asking. And if, if they started to enforce it on me, I, I would have to just like turn to my team and be like, Hey, Melissa, are, are we going to have to be jabbed now? Like in all employment services in Canada, like, it probably wouldn't fly, but we're not, no, like, that's we're not going to be doing that. You know, you're working, business. you're yeah. working from that's home. What you do. We're working, yeah, we're working from home. And, and, um, but I know that doesn't mean we're, 
you know, were off the radar because we work from home. There's a lot of people looking for work right now who are working from home, IT yeah. people. Yeah. Um, well, that's the kind of, that's the kind of, pardon me, that's the kind of bullshit I'm talking about is somebody who works from home yet is mandated to take the jab. That is absolutely ridiculous and makes no sense. And how can that be? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I've put some thought into it. It might have something to do with company insurance and, uh, you know, workers comp or something. They might they might just be worried about the money end of of their business and I don't know what I really don't. You'd think want it'd to... be as easy as somebody signing a liability form and saying, "Yeah, okay, uh, if I die of COVID, you're not responsible, but I'm not getting the jab and I'm working from home." Yeah, I thought that would be great. And you know, in our in our, um, our terms and conditions are that we're not responsible for any illness that you might get. Yeah, right. I guess I, you know, if, with any anybody that's been in contact or in communications with anyone from jobless jobs, we're not, we're not responsible for any yeah. of their future illnesses. Right. Um, we're also not uh, responsible for any future decisions of employers. Right. Uh, I don't want. I'm. I don't want someone to come in to tell me what to do with my business. Yeah. And I don't believe in going to make someone, you know, enforce a decision on someone. Uh, on someone else's business i'm not making them sign a, a you know an, a waiver that you know binds them into never asking that question i i'm not in their shoes i'm, I'm not going to enforce anything on an employer if they don't ask we'll work with you right. if you ask in the future i have nothing to do with that right yeah exactly right. yeah um so what are some of the jobs like you get jobs, all different types of jobs what, for our listeners who haven't heard of you? What are some of the jobs that have been posted so far? Name a few types of jobs. Um, well, almost every industry. Um, we do have a lot of uh, administrative work right now on the job board. So, um, you know, front office work, um, administrative work from home or some of that. There's, um, you know, content writers for a medical company out of out of the Okanagan. Um, they they're even looking for a videographer. Oh, cool. We have uh, a lot of uh, trades positions open. Um, you know, there's there's um, a unique time right now where trades people are available. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's really funny because you can never find a tradesperson. You know, but but right now there's a lot of tradespeople who are like. I'm out of work. I can't believe it. I'm a plumber and I don't have a job. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, so, so there's actually a lot of employers who realize that this is a, a you know, a, a really awesome opportunity to get to, you know, grab onto some qualified talent. Yeah. Um, so they're coming forward. And what's unique is like with these supposed mandates lifted provincially across the country, I'm seeing more employers coming forward because they, they are not asking and probably weren't before, but they're a lot more comfortable with posting a job underneath the banner of jobless jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether or not they knew about the anonymous option or not. Um, I think people, a lot of people right now are finally there. I think what the trucker convoy did for a lot of people is they finally found that they could speak up, even though they weren't agreeing for any, with any of this for two years the convoy kind of gave them a voice. And like, I had so many people being like, reach out to me be like, I finally feel like I can be brave enough to speak up because the truckers are doing this. So yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of people thanking me for speaking up too, that are too 
too quiet today. I would love to speak up, but I can't because of this, or but it can't because of this. Yeah. A lot more people are actually fed up now and being like, you know what? Enough is enough. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and I, I have to respect their point of view and their, their choice. Yeah. Because if, if I had kids and I was really dug in with a mortgage or um, yeah, totally, a, you know, a career that I had invested so much in, uh, who knows? I don't know what I would have done. Uh, I don't like being forced into a decision. I might have done some sort of rebellion against, at least I like to think so. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to put myself in someone's shoes who is in that position that yeah, I'm not. Uh, so, you know, that that brings me into, you know, a, a, a touchy subject here. If, if someone is fully vaccinated and their ethics match our ethics, I, I have no problem with them finding a job through our platform. Totally. Absolutely. So um, that people riled up, you know, <laughs> I, you know, after you publish this podcast, I'm going to get some emails over this. <laughs> well, um, I think you're right about that. And why would you discriminate against people? It's like, right. we, can't, we can't do that. That, that flies in the face of everything we're trying to do. You know, and, and it's happened a couple times, and I, I literally only two times where I've had employers come to me and say, I want to find someone who can prove they're not vaccinated. And I, you know, the first time it happened, I was like, hmm, wait a second, that's asking. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, oh, that, that's we don't ask. And that's asking. And and I I, I understand we are named jobless jobs. It's, you know, the, it, it can confuse people when I start talking like this. Yeah. But I just want to, you know, continually use this language and the opportunity to speak and, and let people know that it, it's it's about not asking about the jab. It's not about not having it. Well, I love that. I love that because the people on, I don't like to say this, on our side of the argument, but mm. we can't, we can't be can't taking be a stand against them. We have to be going, you know, open arms, you know, yeah. I love you regardless. I mean, there's a, there's a bigger concern here, like to, to contribute to, I don't want that guilt of having contributed to a two-tiered society. Exactly. Future. And if, if you've ever dug into history, every single civil war in history divided families at the kitchen table absolutely you know to 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 put a line through people like that is is nothing i want to support so if if anything if you know i'm I'm hoping that the legacy of jobless jobs is 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 for people to find a way to be together you know there's an argument for spike proteins there's there's an argument for you know having not been vaccinated and what that could do. And like, there's, there's so much information out there. You can find an argument for whatever you want, Yeah. but what you can't argue with me is, uh, is the need to be separated. We have to, we have to figure out a way to be set together and not be separated. So if, if, if jobless jobs, you know, enforces not asking then you don't know who you're working with and if there's a medical reason to for the unvaxxed to not be around the vax then let's find an answer for that mm-hmm. you know if, if the spike proteins thing is real and i, I don't know if it is or not and I, and there might be something there you know when, where there's smoke there's fire sure yeah um but if it is real um then there there must be a remedy for it you know so yeah i agree so, bring it on you know then and find a way to live together there's someone out there who's smarter than me who can find that answer i'm not going to do it because i'm i'm working on employment and at that at this point 
if this spike protein thing is real, which I do think it is, I do think that there there's been viral shedding and whatnot, but that's just my opinion. Um, it's our, we're already all been exposed to it anyways. Like we've gone, we go grocery shopping, we go, we've been, even though they've tried to discriminate against us going to restaurants and to gyms and to whatever, where you need a passport for there's, we go, all go to Costco together. We're all at the we all, stores together. Like, we all share the same air and masks don't do shit. So. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's too late for that, for that yeah. anyhow. So cause we, we were at first, we're like, oh shit. Like we got caught into that mindset. Yeah, I did. If someone was freshly jabbed we're like okay let's give it a couple weeks and you know we'll we'll get together with them in a couple weeks yeah when this thing first started and i was around people literally that were like okay i'm going to get my shot i was like i'm out of here i'm not going to be here when you get back i don't want to be shed it all over i don't want you raining shedding on me you know (laughs) it, it got everybody was scared and confused in the beginning on either side whatever side of the fence you were on you were you were confused and didn't know what the hell was going on but yeah i'm with you george and the and we're like for someone who i really think that nature doesn't mess up and i know when man plays god that's never a good thing but there's always something that can counteract it there's always something that our bodies can do there's always something that nature can do to adjust and to adapt and to because nature wants to keep going it wants to evolve and I think no matter what we're presented with, that our bodies have an innate, innate ability to adapt and to adjust and to heal. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we got to take some responsibility for that too. Um, yeah. You know, I, I always will encourage intermittent fasting. We do that. Uh, you know, and uh, just be conscious of your diet, try and exercise. I mean, I, it's weird how unhealthy living has been so normalized. I mean, just a couple of years ago, I was, um, you know, I I was 44, I'm going to be 46 in in like a month and a bit. But uh, a couple of years ago, when I was 44, I was talking to a friend who I go back with way into the 90s. And uh, I was like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, as light as I was in 1995, I've lost so much weight from intermittent fasting. And and I've, uh, you know, I've, I've stopped eating starches and, and I started telling him about all this stuff. And, and he's like, you're the same weight you were in, like when you were in your twenties, like, yeah, man, it's awesome. And he's like, that's not healthy. That's wrong. Ah! <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> this is very normalized. Like this is like, it's not healthy to be that skinny at your age. What, you know, yeah. like, do I look unhealthy? Do yeah. I feel unhealthy? I know. And, um, that's, that's a, major shift i think that's needs to be t- discussed more because those people that are sitting at home staring at their screens gobbling up the mainstream narrative th- those are the same people saying you know you, you, it's normal to gain weight as you get older totally yeah, yeah. totally and there's, a, there's a mentality in there that, that what so much has been normalized that's counteractive to our well-being that a little step in another wrong direction isn't that far off so it's it's a lot easier for people to go into a negative direction when they've already believe all this stuff yeah exactly i've i've said from the beginning that victimhood and people who don't want to take responsibility of their own health are the ones that more that are more inclined not all of them but are more inclined to follow the narrative because Mm -hmm. they're having daddy government feed them feed them 
what to do, what to, what to take, when to wear a mask, when not to wear a mask, you know, like the list goes on and on. Whereas people like us who have are pulled away from that system years ago, because Jamie got sick years ago and the medical system totally failed us. So we had to learn, um, like how to take responsibility of our health mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, uh, a long time ago. And it's something that's evolved over the 10, this 10 year process. And we like, it wasn't like we just switched overnight, but we took baby steps to get there over and over and again. And like, we don't go to the hospital. We don't go to the doctor. The only time I've been in the hospital in the last, well, probably my whole life really is if we got injured like hurt ourselves or when I had birth. And even that, I wish I would have done that at home. Mm-hmm. So there's like, we're not the ones filling up the no. hospital rooms no. at all. Like our, our kids don't, my kids like have been sick a handful of times. Like I am really careful about what goes into our bodies, um, about exercise, getting fresh air. Like we're, we're very responsible for our own health. I yet- wouldn't go to the doctor or the hospital. If you paid me, I would like to <clears throat> not have to pay medical service premiums because we don't use it. So we don't, and we, we go to a natural, we go to naturopathic doctors and we go to acupuncturists and uh, chiropractic and, and I'll that's all cut. out of pocket. We pay for that all out of pocket anyways. Yeah. You know, there's certainly, um, there's certainly a room in Canada for, um, a two tiered medical system. I've been Absolutely. saying that for 20 years. Yeah. I remember, um, and this goes back to when my dad was sick with cancer, like 2000, 2001, uh, he got given um, a, a three-month prognosis. You got three months to live. Oh, and here's a six-month waiting list for an MRI. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you get an MRI, it might be able to help. But, you know, you, it's like doctors have to tell people that every day. Um, yeah. So what my dad is, you know, I, I'm from Winnipeg. I grew up there. So my dad just drove to North Dakota. He was going to say cross the line. Three grand, uh, got an MRI done. And um and had the the images on the doctor's desk like the next day um that's what tuned me in is like wait a second like let's keep that money in canada why why not why doesn't someone open up a private mri uh clinic and and they did uh there is some of those going on um but there is also some corruption in the medical system as well. Like there's some, some people in Alberta that got extraordinarily wealthy because uh, of all the oil patch boom and, and stuff who are old, you know, third generation farmers and their properties and stuff. And then they, they funded uh, the construction of hospitals. They donated to the construction of hospitals. And when I was in Alberta, there was a lot of uh, a, a bit of a scandal that broke where uh, people that were part of that family or part of that group that donated to that hospital could skip the line and wow. and get treatment a little bit sooner. So, you know, uh, capitalism was actually, you know, a- you know, active in a very unethical way there. And um, I just thought, well, these people obviously can afford a private hospital because they paid for it. Mm-hmm. They, these people can afford to pay for a doctor because they paid for it <laughs> in a roundabout way. So why, why didn't they just, you know, fund a private hospital where, you know, skipping the line isn't, isn't uh, illegal. (laughs) You know, if you own the hospital, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. uh, So I just like, you know, that's another, you know, signpost to me that there's uh, certainly room for that market in Canada. And I was very pleased to see in recent months, 
uh, groups like uh, Ezra Wellness or uh, Canada Health Alliance forming. Yeah, yeah. And um, the 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 conversations that I've witnessed with these medical professionals that are now out of the system, out of the 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 regular legacy system, if I can call it that. Yeah have been just brilliant. They're, they've been the words I've wanted doctors and nurses to speak my whole adult life. Totally. They're, they're talking about how they were, they were contained within a certain box mm -hmm. in order to maintain their license. Uh, now that they don't have their license, they've lost their license and the world is wide open to them. They can speak whatever they want and they can do whatever they want. And they don't have to be doctors. They don't have to be nurses. They can be consultants. Totally. Right. Yeah. So, so they can consult you on your health and just, in, you know, give you an idea. But they, what they wanted to do is bring medicine into the home again, like it yeah. used to be, yeah. uh, and, and have people just be more conscious about how to look after themselves, where instead of just being, you know, how many of them felt like they were, you know, just drug pushers in a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, I that's, <laughs> uh, I just wish everybody yeah. could see that if they took a little bit more responsibility of their own health, how that would in itself not bombard the medical system. And mm -hmm. like, have you, everybody would realize that they need government less too. Yeah, exactly. Like government has, has convinced people that they need them for every single breath they're going to take. Like you die without us taking care of you. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I'm on both sides of the fence with this too. Like I'm very proud to be in a country that has, uh, you know, medical services available for everyone. Um, I don't like the way it's gone. I certainly don't like the way it's gone. But, you know, like uh, uh, last June, I was in uh, one of the SkyTrain stations here. Oh, was it? No, it was 20, summer 2020. I had a leg injury. And I was in one of the SkyTrain stations. I was on crutches. And I, uh, I had to take an elevator down a level. And this guy in a wheelchair who obviously could never walk if he tried he, he was slightly somewhat deformed and his legs weren't fully there um but he he rolled up next to me in a wheelchair and uh and he just looked up at me in a very happy face saying hey how are you doing i'm like good we had a quick little conversation he's like what are you what are you up to i'm like i'm just going home i got this leg injury stuff and i was a little down over it and he was just happy he was a really happy guy um, and I just said, what are you, what are you up to? What are you doing? You know? And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to wheel around this seawall and look at all the pretty women. <laughs> and, uh, and I just was like, what a wonderful thing. Like, um, in many other countries in the world, this guy who was born with a handicap. Wouldn't have even lived to this age. He looked like he was in his forties or fifties. And, and now he, he has the ability to not only, not only, uh, live and be happy, but, you know, get out into the sunshine and, and do miles on his wheelchair where he can see the ocean and, and see beautiful women. Um, what a wonderful thing that we have that here in Canada. I, I just don't want to lose that. So I really support the, you know, Canada's medical system. It needs a lot of work. 
yeah. uh, but I want it to stay. And I, I also have a lot of support for a private system being formed as well. Yeah, why not? There's yeah. a lot of room for it. Let's keep the money in Canada. A lot of people are going across the border for services that they can't either get in Canada or have to wait too long to do. Yeah. It's going to affect their, their scholarship or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, yeah. There's room for it in Canada. Let's do it. For sure. That wheelchair example you gave is a, is an absolutely perfect example of how our medical system is can needed. Be, can, is needed and can be a good thing. Mm. My personal opinion about Canada's medical system is, is it, it's kind of, it's shit. It, it sounds good to the rest of the world. Like, Oh, Canada's got free medical for all. But when you actually like for people like us who don't want to, we don't want anything to do with big pharma. We don't want anything to do with any of that shit. I think yeah. our medical system sucks. Right. We've yeah, un- we've unplugged from it. Yeah, I um, I agree. There's a lot of really sucky things about it. Um, I've I've had terrible doctors. I've had great doctors. Yeah, I've I compare it to um, I compare it to the the school system, public school system. There's some horrible teachers out there. Like I had some just terrible teachers in elementary school and junior high. They just, they obviously they hated their job. Yeah, you could tell. But occasionally. It, Occasionally, I would come across a teacher who who's born for it and yeah. really cared and would take the time to speak to us on a personal level and share a point of view that's, you know, about growing up and, and not necessarily about science or math or mm-hmm. something, but just about living and, and being in this world and being a part of it. And, and those, those teachers really cared. They went that extra mile. Yeah. And and I see the same thing in the medical uh, the medical professionals. Um, yeah. You know, I, I have an ear condition. Uh, I've had three surgeries in my right ear, and um, and I've had these surgeries in three different provinces. I've moved around a lot: Manitoba, Alberta, and BC. And um, I've had to see specialists, and wherever I've moved to, I've had to find a doctor right away so I can you know have someone look in my ear every few months. Um, and I've, uh, that's forced me, it's been ongoing for over a decade now, just a little over a decade. And that's forced me to be in more offices than I would have preferred. And what I've seen is a lot of doctors who are just run of the mill, who just don't really care and, mm-hmm. you know, don't even really learn my first name. Um, yeah. But then there's occasionally there's some doctors who are just like those teachers I described, they really do care. They're curious about my point of view on what I'm feeling and what what I'm experiencing. And they want to learn from what I'm going through. And they also want to, me to learn from them and their point of view. And it's it's a wonderful relationship to find a doctor like that. Um, and I've had some great surgeons and some great, you know, just personal doctors. My family doctor here in Vancouver is the best I've ever had. I'll go wherever he goes. Um, but I've had some terrible doctors too. Yeah. So we get, we got to approach it uh, with a bit of an open mind and, and be optimistic that, you know, on the side of good. Um, but we also have to know when they're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need yeah. to get like the, the sliminess out, like the, the pharmaceutical reps, the drug pushers, the, the whole, it's all the foundation of it is all corrupt in my eyes. Like you're, 
explaining like some good teachers and some good uh, doctors. Every naturopath that I've seen sounds like a doctor expression. You know, every time I sit down with a naturopath, I get a good half an hour of like, how's your life? How's this? How's that? Yeah. Every time I've sat down with a doctor, it's like you said, like you're just another number. Like just yeah. like, like most teachers, you got 30 kids in a class, you're number 15. It's not yeah. like, you know, like every once in a while you run into a really good life coach, almost like you're saying, like, and that's, that's yeah. gold. When you find someone like that, you listen. <laughs> yeah. And I listen. think, I think too, um, like I've, I was talking to a nurse and she was telling me, she was like, the medical system was broken before COVID. Mm-hmm. And now we're at the point where our medical system is almost like a third world country. And I was like, holy cow, this is huge coming from someone who's in the medical um, profession. And she also mentioned she was, she's, she's doing holistic nutrition. And she was like, we're not taught that. She was like, I had to pay extra money to go learn nutrition. But what we were talking about earlier with like the Ezra wellness clinics and the frontline doctors and stuff, those are the people who, who see health like holistically. And Mm -hmm. it's not just one thing. It's like our bodies are functioning as a whole. So if you've got an issue in your, in your head, it's probably because of something else, you know what I mean? And I think that, that what we're going to see going forward, the people who are speaking out, yeah, they might get censored, but there are really good doctors. There are really good people out there that want to help other people. And you're one of them, George, like you're, you, you saw a problem and you're like, I need to find a solution for this. And I think what you're doing is, is massively important and society needs you and your group and your team. And, um, I'm thankful for you. Like oh, I, yeah. we're, we're self-employed, but I'm so grateful that there is this service that if someone's looking for a job that they I'll, we will for sure be telling them about your, oh, your site. 100%. Spread your name. Yeah. And you know, we've been effective because we just done employment. Um, you know, I've had, like, I've had so many people come up to me wanting me to do uh, everything else that needs to be done because we, we got out we got out ahead of a lot of people who are trying to remedy problems in, in our society because of uh, covid narrative and stuff mm. um but we just somehow uh, the combination of the name and staying in our lane we just sort of shot out ahead of of the pack uh, of a lot of these groups and they've come up to us uh, individuals have come up to us saying we need this we need that can you do that you know and things like um oh things like apartment rentals things about you know car share things uh things like um another separate society for schools uh, yeah. uh you know another another you know educational training uh for people that want to do this or you know i just there's all these like flying flying and traveling um there's all these different departments of our lives that have been affected and and I've been asked to remedy all of them at some point, and uh, it, they're great ideas and they're very necessary. But I've said no because um, I I don't want to do anything else but employment. I I if I try to do everything, I'll get nothing done. Yeah, and that, that's been a, a major you know lesson for for us, and we've witnessed it happen. Is we we stopped using volunteers because it was just taking too much of our time. We were spread too thin and we stayed um, focused on just employment. And um, that's made, that's why we've been so effective. That's why we've employed over 200 people that we know of. Um, You know, it's because we chose one thing and we, we were doing our best at it. 
And I, I wish more people would do that. Um, and that's who I want to partner with, you know, because there's a lot of smart people, very motivated people out there that are doing everything or trying to do too many things. And as a result, they're not, they're not making the, the progress that they'd like. Mm-hmm. And they're not making the changes in people's lives that they could have. And they're, they're very capable to do that. It, it's just a very hard discipline to, you know, when, when someone comes crying to you about needing something, it's really hard to tell them no. Yeah. Um, but you, you just have to, you have to just say, no, I, I have, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I've chosen this lane and I'm staying in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we've been so effective is we, and then, being focused on one thing, we were able to, you know, form a brand and, and focus on on the importance of building brand loyalty, focus on uh, how to be more effective within this lane that we've stayed in. Um, that's That's been a real, a real catalyst towards our success is just having that one goal of yeah. employing people. That's it. Yeah. I love that. And if, yeah. if other people who are motivated to start something similar, like you're doing, but like with car sharing or with flaunt, like uh, travel and instead of getting bombarded with all the other crap and just stay focused in the one lane, that could be huge and massive for, for this community of people who want jobless, like it could be jobless travel, jobless rentals, jobless, whatever, you know what I mean? And it would, it would be so like something would get done, like how yours yeah. is, it's getting fulfilled. It's getting done. The job is you can do a check mark at the end of the day. But I think like, because this is also new to all of us, we're like trying to look at the massive picture yeah. and can't just see, stay in the one lane. So I think that's a great word of advice is to stay in, stay in your own lane, whatever lights you up or whatever you feel like you could do well, stay in that lane. Yeah, and you know, there's um, there's a lot of opportunity here too. Like, people tend to, you know, when things get difficult, when things get challenging, when we're in a period of time with so much uncertainty, people tend to close up. People yeah. tend to, you know, you know, you know, just, just close up their opportunities and look look down instead of around. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have a business mentor who told me this is the perfect time to expand. Yeah. Uh, this is the perfect time to form a new business that solves a problem and grow because all those people that are closing up are just giving you more elbow space. Yeah. And, and then uh, like, if I want to be a, a true capitalist businessman here, I wouldn't be talking in this way i'd be keeping yeah. it a secret yeah um but i want I, I think it's important for the country like see i like i got i got a unique situation where i'm you know i got one foot in the resistance movement another foot in business and i have to address both and i just feel it's important for people to know that there is a business opportunity in solving these problems yeah and, and this is how we can fight a potential communist takeover with ethical capitalism as our as our weapon there's a lot of room here. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I love what you're doing. Yeah. Love, I love absolutely you, love you, man. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. And uh, I wanted to touch one more thing before we go. How did your, how did it go at the worldwide rally in Vancouver? Oh, that was really cool. Um, there was some uh, conflict happening there. I got really concerned. Um, uh, 
because there's a lot of groups that were in conflict with the worldwide rally people, which I found out about the night before. Wow. Um, I didn't even and, know uh, that. Yeah. And, and then Chris Sky was in, in uh, some sort of conflict and he's, he's a controversial character. I got nothing. I was going to say, when is he not in conflict? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he was in some conflict with the organizers of worldwide rally and he was not welcome there by them. And I don't know the whole story and I didn't dig into it very much, but wh what I was concerned about was, the, the fact that there was a whole bunch of groups on one end of the plaza making a stage with their event. And then on the other end of the plaza was Worldwide Rally Group um, make, with their stage and their microphone and their event. And um, we were there for the Worldwide Rally people. And because I've been in the movement for uh, the last year, there was a lot of people on the other side who I knew. And um, this was a, like a situation where I, I might be forced to choose a side yeah. and I, just don't, I don't want to have to do that. Um, and like, so what ended up happening was um, I showed up there and it went really well. Everyone I met from both sides of the plaza were, were in full support of what we were doing and, and loved us. And um, I spoke on the stage at the worldwide rally and then, at the end of the day, when we were closing up our booth, um, I got invited to speak at, uh, to be the last speaker on the other stage. Amazing. Um, so I, I didn't have to choose a side. I was welcomed by both. And, and I just, I didn't bring up the conflict at all. So yeah. I went into that day with a lot of concern and left with a lot of hope. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, I was just talking to a friend yesterday about this, who's involved in the Kamloops, all the freedom stuff going on in Kamloops. And I, and I've been, I'm in a couple different groups and on their chats and stuff. And I was like, you guys, like the divide and conquer thing is an old tactic. Like, why do we got to go there? We're all pro freedom. Let's focus on that. Yeah. It's like the government that you're falling right in. They want you to eat yourself from the inside. And that's yeah. exactly what you're doing. You're battling like two freedom factions are battling each other. Like, come on, we're yeah. for freedom for Christ's yeah. sake. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And love. I think that. I think solving that problem would be if everyone just picked one lane and stayed in exactly. it. Exactly. I agree with you. Because <laughs> you know, a lot of these groups are all trying to do the same things. And, yeah. and they're like, well, my version is better. My version is, you know, and, and uh, I'm not sure how much of that, uh, you know, it's hard to measure that. But I, I know that I, no one's in conflict with us because we're just doing one thing, employment. Yeah. And in fact, they're asking us to collaborate with them so we could be their job board. and we can. You know, That's they, awesome. You know, so we're not we're not being we're not in conflict with them because we're we got miles ahead of their their job employment service that they tried doing. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like if, if you came up with a catchy name and tried to just solve one problem in one department of our lives, then you'll succeed at it. it yeah. it's, very, yeah. it's very wide open right now. That's I, it. There's, there's a long That's list it. of stuff. Yeah, that's a huge part of it is the name. Jabless Jobs is a catchy name. And right away, it's like, oh, that's got a ring to it. Yeah. So coming up with a catchy name like that is key for sure. Yeah, a descriptive name and uh, and focus of the team. Uh, there's a lot of departments. I, I I say pick a lane and stay in it. I'm in one lane with Jabless Jobs and we're staying in that lane. We're a one road highway right now. Yeah. And we're moving forward. And um, I just don't feel anyone's with us. Um, you know, and, and I, I just wonder how can we make my one lane highway into a super highway with many lanes, because that's who I want to partner with. If, if someone's got an Uber system going on where 
uh, or something like it where it's it all the problem for travel like um how how will i travel back to winnipeg if i want if yeah. uh, say you know rent a car i guess uh, i don't really have a choice mm-hmm. uh, if someone solves that problem and and stays focused on that um then i will partner with them yeah oh, and I we will that. promote each other and if, if someone else like we we've partnered with uh, canada health alliance uh just on the on the grounds of promoting each other we're on each other's website and um and they're staying in one lane they're doing one thing they're solving one problem it's a big problem and they got a lot of work ahead of them but they're they're focused on they're professional smart people who have 30 plus years each in in uh, the medical system uh so i really believe that they're going to solve this problem and they can and they're staying in one lane and doing it i'll partner with someone like that so if anyone listening um, i was just gonna say that if anyone's listening (laughs) if if you're listening and you want to partner with me and you're trying to do too many things i'm not gonna pay too much attention i'm sorry i don't have time to dissect your project yeah Uh, and and i've lost a lot of time in in make in doing meetings with people that are trying to do too many things i just time i can't get back and so i'm just if if someone comes forward to me to want to collaborate and they're doing too many things the answer is already no yeah if if they're doing one thing and and they want to discuss about how, how i did things how i succeeded then come on over well i'll make you coffee sit awesome. down we'll spend the afternoon together I've done awesome. you know like this is how it is and so i want to see that highway yeah um and, and and that highway you know is isn't just for the end jab or isn't just this this highway is something that's going to plow through the the information battle that we're in yeah this yeah. is something that's going to plow through the you know the 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 challenges and when we're we're together we're stronger so there's room to be together but but we have to each be in our lane Mm -hmm. okay amazing okay george uh how can people find you i'll put i'll put everything in our show notes but like what's what's the best way to post something go to your website yeah we have an employers page on our website if you're an employer uh we just go to our our joblessjobs.work w-o-r-k joblessjobs.work and uh, go to the employers page on the menu and you'll find all the information you need there, how to post a job. We also have a recruitment service that we do a lot of work offline for. We have over 4,000 resumes and a constantly growing network of people we communicate with. So we can uh, we can find you staff through a recruitment service where we call ourselves a boutique recruitment service. Um, so we're able to charge modestly uh, because we work from home and we, we don't have a brick and mortar building, um, but we do, expect to be you know uh it's a fair price let's call it yeah, that yeah and we, we still we have also, to be able to live <laughs> we also have a job seekers page uh where people who are looking for work can go to that page and find out information on how to use us you don't need to make an account to apply for a job on our website all you need is a pdf or a word uh format docu uh pardon me uh, um uh, a pdf or a word format and you can upload that into whatever job you apply for. Just click on the job title that interests you and um, you'll get all the information there and that's how you apply. Uh, you can also submit your resume to our recruitment service because we do a lot of work offline as well. Cool. So there's information there um, to get started. We have a resume builders building service because a lot of people are transitioning careers or haven't yeah. had to make a resume in over 20 years. Yeah. Uh, we had to charge for that because um, we just can't do it for free. And I needed to hire a professional resume specialist to to really get behind that. 
Uh, so I, I had to I have to, there has to be some pay in that, but it, we made it as cheap as possible. I believe it's the cheapest on the internet. Wow. And, um, and that's the only service that we charge to job seekers. Applying for a job is free. Uh, submitting your resume to our recruitment service is free. And it's always going to be free to apply for a job through us. It's never going to change. Amazing. Awesome, uh, George, that's you're awesome. doing such great work. And I'm so happy that we had you on our podcast. Um, I will be, I'll for sure link all the stuff, uh, where to find you in our show notes, and I'll make sure to send this to you once it's out as well. Great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I would also, I would just like to say that I think your non-discriminatory, non-discriminatory approach is the way it has to be. Like if you're reluctantly jabbed, and you still are pro-freedom and you want to find a job, you're more than welcome. Like everybody is welcome to find a job through your site, jabbed or not jabbed, as long as you're pro-freedom. Yeah, you know, and I'll admit the um, the social media algorithm forced that on us a little bit and, caught, and it kind of backed us into a corner because our first our Instagram pages got shadow banned or not shadow banned, but rather uh, deleted. <laughs> and we got blocked out of them like within a, within four or five hours, the first two we did because we were using words like vaccine and yeah, we yeah. We were posting political stuff. And then, so we, we backed up and re rethought our process and decided to leave a lot of words out and not speak on political stuff. And, um, and really just that helped us refine our, our brand into just one lane staying in one lane. We don't want people to come to us and have to choose a political side. We don't want people to come to us and have to feel like they're excluded because they took one vaccine. Yeah. Well, you're setting an example that just pro-freedom, pro-human. Pro-choice. All across the board. Yeah. We're just giving people a choice. uh, And I I don't feel it's right for me to enforce choices on others. So uh, it's, you can do what you want with your business and I'll do what I want with mine. awesome right on george george thank you i know you've probably got a million emails to go return so (laughs) thanks for doing what you're doing and we appreciate you and your business and your team and keep on doing the good work yeah you're the man george we'll spread the good word for sure man thank you i love what you guys are doing too um maybe if uh i'm ever in your neck of the woods i'll come by and say hi we'll meet for coffee or something We'd that will be, that. we'll have you over for coffee if you're in our neck of the woods because there's no coffee shop here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay. Well, you guys have a great day and uh, yeah. Yeah. We love you. We love you. <laughs> All the best. Thanks, George. Going. You too, yeah. man. Take care. Bye.